Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Hey, sorry about that, folks. That's the roundup music. <laughs> Actually, like it's Mystery of Parenthood right music, now. man. I love that. Sorry music. about that. <laughs> what is that? That's t- Kyle Sincouli. He's the son of a donor of ours in uh, up in Waco. I want and that. And he's a Catholic musician. That's I want awesome. You like that, huh? Yeah, I do yeah. like that. That's my kind of music. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we might and have to talk about that after the show. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. <laughs> All right, we're well, on the Mystery not... of Parenthood. It's not, it's not Roundup. It's yeah, not Roundup. Not Sorry round up. if you're disappointed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is the Mystery of Parenthood. I am Trey. And Stephanie. And, and that was Thaddeus. Yes. And we're going to begin with our prayer. Yes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God. From you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world and grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for Pray us. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. The Father and the Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we are actually live. See, you just never know what you're going to get on Red Sea Radio. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was not pre-recorded. I'll tell you that. That only happens live. That's kind of a mistake. Hey, I still like the no, music a lot. See, no no mistakes. There's just divine interventions. Oh, that's that right. is. Now we have some new music Woo! that we need to talk about. Talk about and and purchase on. Uh, I have to, uh, yeah, purchase it. Yeah, is he on Apple? Mm-hmm. Apple Music. It's <gasps> from an EP called. Um, oh, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. Okay, in a get it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um. Anyway, um, what we're today, I, so so this the next five weeks at Mass or the next four weeks or whatever is going to be the Gospel is going to be from John and, um will be from John 6 and kind of got me got me thinking about the fact that you know John 6 the Eucharist is the source and sum of the Christian life it's the it's the source and sum of our family's life yes and the source of that music is Walk With Me by Kyle Sincouli. That's the name okay. of the album. I'm, I'm Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted yeah. to get that out there before yeah. I forget. Um, so the Eucharist is the source and summit of Christian life. Go, Trey. <laughs> yeah, so so as the source, the Eucharist is the source and summit of of Christian life. It's, it is the source and summit of family life within a Catholic Christian home. And... I think the link between the Eucharist, we need to remember that it is. I mean, Father uh, Brian was talking the other day about this picture of of Mary in, uh, it was a, a crypt of St. Mark St. Mark's Basilica. In, in, in Italy. And I'm yes. sorry, for our out-of-BCS listeners, Father Brian is... Big Master, I'm sorry. The, pa- the pastor at St. Mary's okay. in College Station. Yeah, okay. thank you. So mm-hmm. he was talking, he was saying that he saw, he was saying, um, he was celebrating Mass in this crypt and that above him was this this icon of Mary and in one hand has Jesus, the baby Jesus. And in the other hand has the host. And he was saying that, you know, that she, he felt like she's saying, Hey, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, like that connection that is real. And that is the source and some, so Jesus is the answer. So if he's left the mass for us, if he's left the Eucharist to us, He's left himself, Jesus, to us. Then he who is the way, the truth, and the life, 
who is the source and summit of, of Christian life and therefore of our family's life, there should be a connection that we can make between the Eucharist, the Mass, and our own lives, and we, can, we should be able to learn something from what he left behind for his family <laughs> and what we can take from that and extend it to our own families in a way that both connect it with the faith but actually practically have an impact on it. How about that? Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so one way of looking one look one way of looking at That's mass beautiful. is the ma- the beautiful. mass the mass is the Eucharist is um, seen as three things seen as sacrifice, as presence, and as meal. So those are typically three things. In the, in the kind of one of the things that 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 happened, I think post Vatican II is there was a great emphasis on the idea of meal as being in fact that's when you know the the priest went to the other side of the of of the altar as opposed to what it was prior to to kind of give this idea of all being gathered around a table um nothing necessarily wrong with that but th- but that tended to be the that tended to be the change in focus that that's more like a a meal, a gathering around a table for a meal. So I guess we could start with that because that's kind of the thing that's most familiar. A couple things with regard to that. I mean, a meal is where we gain sustenance, where we get what we um, need. I mean, get what we need to be able to sustain ourselves as we go forward. So from the mass, I mean, obviously Jesus is the source and summit. He is the source of all the grace that we need to get. So how can we as a family do that? Well, I mean, it's probably the simplest one, (laughs) the most straightforward. We ought to... It's the most straightforward. I'm not sure it's the simplest these days. Well, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In practical application, it it may not be the simplest, but certainly... It takes some real, I think, commitment and planning to make sure that your family, especially as your kids get older and get more involved in things, it takes a real commitment and planning to, to make sure that a night or one or two nights is held sacred to, you know. Yeah, so if we can pick up anything, if the, if the Eucharist <laughs> and the Mass is kind of the, the, um, the source and summit and, and the way that Jesus is trying to show us as, as, as families is something that we should have as part of our weekly observance, then, then a meal together would be definitely would be something that we would want to make sure that we include. Um, We have always struggled with that, but at the same time, I think Stephanie's been really good at at least once a week, sometimes more than that, but at least once a week having dinner together. Yeah. Now that they're older. Well, now that they're older, it's easier when you had youngers and a captive audience. Yeah, it it is harder, but, but again, like, so now what we're can drive to get a meal. Right. And, And so you have to, you have to call them back. So, Mm -hmm. so, so if, if Jesus asked for at a minimum, you know, one time per week, we're supposed to be there at least on, on Sundays, then I think as parents, we can say that we probably at least need to make the effort to have at least one time a week, a meal together. So what we've had to do with the older kids now that they're older is literally say, okay, this night is a night sacred to our family, a night set apart for our family that we need to make every effort to say no to everything else and know that we're going to gather around the table, we're going to eat, and then we're going to spend time together. Sound familiar? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I think that if, Jesus is provided that as as a, a minimum for us to get together together that I think as a family in terms of trying to say okay if he is showing us the way if he's showing us the life then we need to have some time set apart that is for the sake of coming together and gathering and having the meal as a center point Does that seem reasonable Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so, I mean, there's so much that you can glean from your children, you know, I mean, obviously 
you have to take advantage of the time in the car or the, you know, commutes or bringing people to practice, which we're now <laughs> getting to where that doesn't happen getting anymore. to where that rarely, rarely happens. Cause we have, uh, all, all but one driving. Um, so, you know, those capturing those moments, um, and, and being present in those moments with your kids, um, uh, but especially at a meal, I, I think is super fun just because you usually have everyone to, you know, hopefully have everyone together. I mean, it's just a different dynamic, you know, when you're all together versus one or two kids in the car, you know, um, that that whole family dynamic is is so special. And we're <laughs> we're dropping off one by one in that arena, too. <laughs> right. But I, but I think that's I've, We've again, gone from eight to <laughs> two to six to about to have just. Well, no, we'll have six at the table. So I think five, five. So I think that I think that's important. <laughs> that's important to remember that 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 that's the family gathering. You know, there there it doesn't mean like if you go to mass. I mean, if you're you can be involved in a small group that you go what, that that is a small group, but that doesn't take the place of the family gathering, which is the mass. You can you can go and have all these different things, but that doesn't take the place of that because, like you said. The interaction between all together is a different animal than one-on-one. I think you need the one-on-one as well, but from the standpoint of following what Jesus has given us in and through the Eucharist and the liturgy, I think central to that is there's something about gathering around for sustenance, but also for everybody to be able to have a place at the table and to be able to interact is that so? What happens at that? I mean, I think, I think if we look at the mass itself, there's the meal part, the liturgy of the Eucharist, but there's also the liturgy of the Word, which is usually some teaching time, some practical application. I think that around that dinner table, before, after, whenever, there should be some time when, when that gathering has some. Here's something I'm struggling with, or here's some teaching that I'm doing, or something that is that is revolved around sharing an idea, a struggle, and getting some input and feedback from those people who were there. Now, as parents, I think we should take the lead in that, just like, you know, we, it's not a free-for-all necessarily. It, I mean, you can see how it goes, but we need to do that. Also, we need to remember that we're going to invite Jesus into that. So a prayer before, we need to do a better job of doing a prayer after, but I mean, a prayer before recognizing God's presence in the family, around the table, in the discussion, in the Word, is a way of kind of mimicking, so to speak, or modeling that one hour, one and a half hours, whatever it is, around what Jesus has left behind for us. We need to start thinking that that's thinking that way, that that the answer, the way, the truth, the life is Jesus. And so if he's given us something that we need to figure out how to model that in our own families. So I think the meals that I think that is. Yeah, I think we're we're doing some of this. I didn't really realize it before until you all started in on this discussion today. But, you know, we have. Smaller, younger ones, 10 and under, um, but I think there is a real ritual that we're trying to establish and kind of build into them, uh, let it and let it surface uh, from within naturally by having some some jobs or responsibilities about you know let's clear off the table, let's sure. set out the dishes and the. Mm-hmm. What we're, what we need to have the table ready, and so there's a parallel with that, and yes. what happens in the mass. Um, trying to get all of them to not eat before we say grace. <laughs> hey, guess what? Say grace. You know, then say Still grace. With that. <laughs> try to say. Try about to, say to receive grace. and are receiving. Yeah, have already received. Um, have already taken. Uh. Um, Say grace with you know some reverence and some intentionality, even though right. the word is so overused. Um, rather than just, you know, yeah. um, right. and then 
But that's just like the mass. Let's think about it. Exactly. <laughs> like it is. You know, full active and yes. conscious. conscious conscious participation. participation. Yeah. You know, yes. we're trying to it, do that. Yes. And and then just getting them to use um their table manners and practice their table manners. Uh, there's a reflection in the kind of postures that we have in, at absolutely. mass and the kind of reverence and the the mm-hmm. care that we take about that special time. So I think there really is something to the family meal um, that gets into our bones. Right. I think. I think that. I think that's, and that. And so that makes a real visceral connection with with the uh, liturgy. I think sacred so. liturgy. And I think that's the way you've got to look at it. It's connecting the everyday day-to-day stuff with with what's going on in the liturgy. Not not just figuratively, but actually just recognizing that, hey, we're doing this because Jesus left this example and we're following his example by coming together his his family, you know, every at least every Sunday for for mass, for a meal. And then we're going to make time, maybe more when they're younger. Maybe it's just, but but we're going to make time, just like the Lord set up Sundays. We're, you're you're going to make time on Sunday for this. We need to say we're going to make time, no matter what, to get together around a meal, go through, you know, we're going to do all the things that that, that entails, the cooking of the food, the 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 setting of the places, the cleaning of the table, the cleaning up afterwards, the interchange. And we're not just going to sit together, say our prayers, and everybody stuff everything down. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. But it does convey that same thing. I, you know, th- there has to be that full, um, active, active and <laughs> conscious participation in that. So we want you there at the meal mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and no participating, phones, no. no phones. <laughs> We're going to set it aside. No you can let it go yeah. for, for an hour. Yeah. There's even something to, you know, obviously if you, if you have to go to the bathroom, yeah, you can yeah. get up and go to the same bathroom. Here, same. But you know, when you finish your meal, you don't just get to get up and, and leave the table. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of idea of, you know, the mass isn't over for mm-hmm. you until the mass is over and mm-hmm. you stay there right. until you're dismissed. You're dismissed. <laughs> so even if you finish your, your plate early, you know, teaching them that, that good sociability and manners of, you know, you stay there and you continue to chit-chat and you take an interest in what other people are doing. You're not just there for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're there for the other people that are part of the family. Mm-hmm. Well, even that itself is something that is needs to be taught about. We're not, we're not there for ourselves when we go to Mass. I mean, it's for something greater than ourselves yeah. that, we're, mm-hmm. that we're participating in. To a lesser degree. And it's not really about what you're getting out right. of Mass so much as it is, although you are getting food yeah. for the journey. I mean, you're getting that sustenance. Right. But you're also giving. giving. You're praying the Mass. You're worshiping, praising God, recognizing right. His action in your life. And I and think I think that, that actually, the church. if there's nothing more, that, that actually, I think, springboards us into, I think, the next thing that we would talk about. Yeah, we pretty much planned that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but go ahead. Did you have anything else? You, see, you, you, you just see it here, folks. I mean, everything just works to the good. So certainly the meal is about, I mean, when you think about the idea of the meal, it, it there is something about that we do need something to receive something for us so that we can go out and do whatever it is from there. Whether It's the, the communion with other people. It's the relationships that are fostered i'm receiving something but as you mentioned as in matt it's not just about what we receive we are we are it's about what we offer and what we offer and this is the second aspect is sacrifice and let's be really clear about what the what the church says there is one sacrifice there is one sacrifice in time meaning that jesus made the sacrifice of the only sacrifice acceptable to God the Father, the one perfect sacrifice made for all time on uh, Calvary's hill 2,000 years ago in time. God, who took on flesh, Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% man, suffered and died on the cross in order to reconcile man to God. That sacrifice is the one 
sacrifice. It happened in time. Here's really critical for us from just a teaching standpoint is we are asked to, well, first off, the mass represents that one sacrifice, represents it. It it makes present again that sacrifice in an unbloody manner, sacramentally. What are we talking about? Mysteriously. Visibly through signs, making present invisibly that perfect sacrifice. So in what looks like bread and in what looks like wine, once transubstantiated, once consecrated by an ordained priest using the words of consecration, is no longer bread and is no longer wine, but is instead the body, blood, and soul, the humanity of Jesus, and it's his divinity and his godness. So his manness and his godness is made present. Now, so here's really important for us Catholics to remember. We are not re-sacrificing Jesus. We are not simply offering our sacrifices by ourselves, separate from Jesus to God, but instead we are offering together with Jesus all of our sacrifices. All right, everything that, and we'll talk about what those sacrifices are, but we have to have an idea of sacrifice. The perfect, once for all, acceptable sacrifice, Jesus Christ on the cross, is made present again so that we, his body, the church, can offer our sacrifices together with him. And so I think one of the verses that I think is really important to remember on this, because a lot of people say, well, you know, you're, are you saying that you have to make these sacrifices? Are you saying that somehow Jesus' sacrifice is insufficient by itself? That's what some, some Protestant brothers and sisters have been heard to say. They often are in error with regard to what they think the church teaches that the church teaches they they think the church teaches that we are continually re-sacrificing him. We are not. Because he's God, it's available throughout eternity, throughout time. God is not bound by time and therefore he makes that perfect sacrifice present again to us. And that there is this crazy line in Colossians that every Catholic ought to know, which is Colossians 1:24 and it says, St. Paul is saying, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. Okay. <laughs> I now rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That's the church. That is right out of the Bible. This is not saying, nor is the church ever taught, that somehow Jesus' sacrifice, his sufferings, are not all sufficient. They are all sufficient. What it is saying is that because God has made it like this, is he is, a, he is allowing us to cooperate, to fully, consciously, and actively take our life, unite it with his, and because it's united to that perfect sacrifice— our sacrifices have merit. By themselves, they would not have it, but with it they are. So it's important to remember that as sacrifice, that we remember that it's the one sacrifice, and really all that we do is that. But how does that extend to our family? It extends to our family as our sacrifices are ways, first off, they're of value as long as we unite them with that. So there's nothing that we suffer through. Um. There's a little dog poop out in the garage this morning. I cleaned up. You didn't even see it. Hey, there's a little sacrifice. Hello. Right? You know? <laughs> a little yeah. bit too much yeah. information on the radio. Uh, here. But what I'm saying is, is that there the are the, the dog there are the, very scared of bad weather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yes. But 
Yeah, so he so literally, <laughs> yeah, she had some, yeah. yes, had an accident. The bed, but but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's a little. It took it took two minutes. I could have two easily. Minutes? That's kind of a long time, <laughs> isn't it, Stephanie? That's but it's a, a little thing. Though. But you can you can offer you can offer that little thing, whatever it is, something that you know you don't like to do. There's but somebody else would have to do it if you didn't do it. The dog's not going to clean it up, so. If you can take those little sacrifices and say, I give this to you, Father, in union with what Jesus accomplished on that sacrifice, that's a little bitty thing, but all of a sudden it's united with something that has infinite value, that is the reason for our salvation, and it makes those little bitty hiccups, bumps in the road, opportunities, which so often I fail at embracing, so often I fail at at doing those moments when by grace you say, okay, I'm going to do this for that. And I'm going to offer it to God, the father in union with that. That's the way as Catholics, we should think about those small opportunities, those one or two minutes, the taking of the trash out without being asked, you know, the, 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 the cleaning of the dishes, the doing of whatever chores there are, the cleaning up of the room, all of those things are, part of and can be made can be united with Jesus's sacrifice that is a christian way of looking at things as far back as saint paul at least in writing is saying that i can complete what is lacking well there's nothing lacking in it other than our embracing of the fact that he's saying hey i'd like to share some of these little pains annoyances with you and give you the opportunity without the nails in the hand, without the thorns in the head. I want you to know what it is to sacrifice for the sake of somebody else. That happens in little ways every day, possibly. We have to teach our kids that way. First, we have to live that way. We have to pray for the grace to see things that way. But to be Christian and not to recognize sacrifice as central to being Christian is to deny what Christ did on the cross. He didn't sacrifice himself on the cross to make for no sacrifice on our part. He sacrificed on the cross, among other things, to give meaning to the sacrifices that we have. And I think we've talked about that so many times in this show before, is that it's all those little things, um, and we are our children's first example of that, you know, grumbling with the wash or grumbling with the dinner or grumbling with the, you know. I did some of that last night. Um, I mean. Well, it, we all do it. And so, um, but I think it does give it meaning and value when you know that you can offer that for the sake of whatever. I mean, you know, you may have a specific intention that you want to offer it for, or you may offer it for, you know, the prayers of our Father, Pope, the, you know, Pope Francis. I mean, you know, any, I mean, there's probably multiple times <laughs> throughout the day that you can offer it for a variety of things. And then at church, when the, when the offerings have, have, are being, you know, the, the, the our offering of bread and, and wine are being brought up along with, you know, the money that's collected, that's when you teach your children you know, that that is when they offer all those things that they've done during the week. You know, I, Father Brian put it so beautifully um, this past Sunday at St. Mary's that, you know, see yourself walking up, see yourself processing behind those people that are walking up the aisle and putting all of those things on the altar so that when he says, my sacrifice and yours, which they've changed that language, to, you know, to capture that, my sacrifice and yours, it, boom. <laughs> right. You, I mean, our, our kids need to see, you know, just the amazing, you know, they, we need to be, I, I just finished a study on the mass. And if, goodness gracious, if any of you guys ever have the opportunity to read Edward Shree's book, A, B a Biblical Walk Through the Mass, or... It's on the internet too, and in a um, uh, at Ascension Press. I I'm I was just blown away. I mean, every single word in our masses. I, I mean, I I've never I've, I don't go to mass the same way anymore. I mm. mean, it's just unbelievable how you, you 
once you know the meaning and, and all the biblical references, I, I haven't even finished that. We've finished the study and I haven't finished the study because I'm so we're doing going it through kids. it. We're yeah, and we're with going our older through. kids, we're reading it aloud. Yeah, because it's just like you cannot go to the mass and check out. I mean, every single thing has meaning and ties and you know, back to Old Testament, New Testament, foreshadowing. Uh, oh, it's just And that's why f- a full conscious and active participation in the liturgy, the way that happens, it's not like an, a, a matter of the will. Oh, I hate this music. I hate this guy. I'm, I'm going to will myself <laughs> into full conscious and active participation. What it means is, is study what's going on. Go f- read a chapter from that and go begin to recognize the fullness of the church, the way every word is chosen, everything. I mean, the church is not new to this. <laughs> I mean, this is millennia of putting this together for the sake of teaching. And so study it. I mean, get a book tape, a podcast, something that, that allows for that to happen. Yeah, and and, so and, and that allows you to participate. But, the, but it's important for the offering to remember that offering, which happens at the end of, you know, after the liturgy of the word mm-hmm. and bef- the beginning of the lit- liturgy of the word, Eucharist, we're bringing up those gifts. If you notice, I think it's, a, I think it's a great time. If you want, if you're hands-on, if you wanted to do an exercise, cook some bread the old fashioned way. I mean, grind, get wheat, walk through the process and then notice that it takes farmers, it takes seed, it takes bakers, it takes Everybody involved, it takes, uh, if you notice what is what God chose, there are things that require multiple people to be involved. Probably not the same person. Maybe, but usually not. A farmer to farm it, to till it, you, maybe somebody different that harvests it, a, a, a miller to grind it, a, a baker to bake it. That There is something about that that's, that God is saying, that's why I chose this. He could have chosen any other thing, but he chose something that is, is as appears to the work of human hands, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a sign that says that our work, that bread and that wine, is meant to be a sign of the work of our hands. So for me, it was picking up, you know, a little dog, whatever today. <laughs> Now listen, you can you can unite it, you can give it meaning, but but it could be as simple a meaning as somebody else would have to do it and it would not be very enjoyable to them, so I'm going to do it for them because I don't want them to have to do it. I mean, that's a pretty simple pragmatic <laughs> way, but if you extend that beyond and say my sacrifice is united with Christ, then all of a sudden that little thing takes on even greater meaning and can be offered for that, we have to get back as Catholics to understanding what's going on and bringing those things together. Yeah. Comment and question. Yeah. Comment. Just escape me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm glad it happens to Good. somebody young. <laughs> so let's just go to the question. Question. The uniting our sacrifice with Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Is that something that we can, like, I guess this is a little bit of a comment too. I don't know that that's necessarily something that we can really comprehend fully or feel or see kind of actualized in our daily life. It's, it's very much is it proper to say that that's a mystery or that, that it's mysterious? And it's really something that is happening on a metaphysical level. The whole mass it, we, is we don't We don't know, <laughs> we don't necessarily know but, how that uniting of our sacrifice is going to happen. And it's not like, oh, go to Mass, unite your sacrifice with Christ's suffering on the cross, and then you're going to feel better about the no, sufferings no. you're going mm-hmm. through or the heart. It's not really that, right? I mean, I think it's important to kind well, of clarify I love, but and I do, talk I about think, that. I think that the signs themselves and the fact that what we believe is that what still remains tastes looks like a piece of bread <laughs> doesn't change after the transubstantiation. There's nothing. It doesn't become sweeter. It doesn't all of a sudden, you know, like have cinnamon on it and, you know, it becomes something we want to eat. 
it remains the same, not changed, <laughs> you know, no powdered sugar, nothing that, that, that makes it better after you that. It's the, same, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. Resurrection rules. But I guess my point is, is that the sign itself actually speaks to the fact that what outwardly doesn't change has changed substantially in reality even though it doesn't. So we would not expect that the pain of a sacrifice would all of a sudden not be a pain anymore. It would just all of a sudden have, it wouldn't be meaningless. It would have meaning because of that. So here's the critical point at the mass that we can say, we can look at when he holds at the great amen, he says through him, with him, and in him. That is the bringing together of all our stuff. Now it's all been changed. It's Jesus there, but it's not just Jesus. It's Jesus and all that we've offered being offered to God the Father through Jesus, with Jesus, and in Jesus. All of a sudden, our failings are, you know, maybe we have better, we have, we have not so perfect intentions of why we do things. I'm going to get them to say really good things about me or there's other intentions. All of a sudden those things that make them perfect are now united with that, with, with the, with the um, wine prior to that, the dropping, teach the kids to watch the dropping of, of the water into that wine and let them recognize that that is a sign of, well, first off, if it's red wine, it doesn't have to be red wine, but if it's, if it's grape wine that happens to be red, the water disappears. You can't really, with your eyes and not even with your mouth, it's such a small drop, could you ever see that it changes? That, again, is another outward sign that points us in the direction of that's all of our offerings being united together with his blood. And now all of a sudden it tastes like his, it looks like his blood. There's no difference between that. It's all there for the taking in, a ma- in Mass. I think so many of us just go to Mass and don't make the effort to recognize that there is not a symbol in there if it's done by the rubrics, not a word in there that has not been precisely chosen to mean something, to have meaning. We as Catholics have to get back to that because if it is indeed the source and summit of the Christian life and, and therefore our family life. And if it is indeed Jesus Christ himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity, then what more important could there be to do on a Sunday than that? And then to make the connection. Now, you, I, we did this once. If you remember, you need to ask your priest. Do not just show up and do this. But we actually made little pieces of paper for our younger kids. Yeah, yeah because it is so hard for them tangibly. For them do, tangibly. Tangibly, to do that. yeah. So, so we, yeah, we there was um, little pieces of paper, my sacrifices, and, and we had them write things that they did that week, whether so it was... when the plate came by. Make a, make, you know, maybe you made your brother's bed or you maybe you did the dishes when it was not your turn or, you know, whatever your sacrifice was, we didn't check them. Um, they would write them and put them in the basket instead of... You know, well, so I mean, please run our that, money, but please run that. Yeah. Please run that by your priest. Yeah. But I think what it does is now all of a sudden take a particular, particular when they're younger. Yeah, yeah. A particular thing, and it gives some sort of tangible. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this. I'm putting it in there, and I'm and I'm offering it. And so when that goes up with the people that are bringing up the gifts, and it's placed on that altar, it now is available to be united with what Jesus did. So anyway, I I think that those are a few practical things that you can do. Did you have something? Question. Yeah. Why is it significant that in the catechism, there is a separate chapter on the liturgy, and then there's its own chapter on the Eucharist? Many people think that they are one and the same, but the catechism seems to be saying there's a little bit of a well, liturgy is a public work. I think liturgy is be, beyond beyond just the mass. The Eucharist is is the result of the liturgy of the Eucharist. There's the liturgy of the Word. There's liturgy associated with baptism. There's liturgy associated with marriage. There there are all these different liturgies, which is just my understanding of, of liturgy is 
it's a public work. It's something that's done with witnesses, of a you know around somebody to to watch. It's an outward expression of our faith in tangible ways. Something we can hear, see, smell, taste, whatever. So, so the Eucharist is a very specific result of a, a liturgy, and that result is it's Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity made present in a way that is like no other way he's present. He's present in the priest, for sure, in, in and through the holy orders. He's present in the people gathered together. He's present in us because we offered this with him. He's, he's here in this, but not in the same way as he is in the Eucharist. Therefore, if that's Jesus and that's the fullness of Jesus as we can experience him, body, blood, soul, and divinity on this planet as human beings, this side of heaven, you would think there would be a whole section in, in the catechism speaking to that. And if liturgy is a public work that includes the liturgy of the Eucharist, but all these other liturgies, then it just is a way of codifying, I guess, or making sure that what's being said by the priests or whoever's doing, leading the liturgies, whatever they are, is consistent with what God has ordained to be or is consistent with what the church has decided needs to be taught in and through this. Go to a baptism and listen to what they, t- it's unbelievable. They, the connections that are made, if you just pay attention, it's kind of like a teacher that's teaching this wonderful class to all these people, and they're thinking about, oh, I got to go, you know, I got, I got a date after this or whatever. And they're, and, and they're missing the meat. They're missing the stuff that is like, oh, wow. We have to ignite that in our own children, reignite it in ourselves, so that we should be like, I want to go. I can't wait to see what's going on in Mass. Not just what the priest says. You know, so many people are so focused on just the homily. Unfortunately, we have many great homilists here, and they are, they're awesome. But even if they didn't, we have plenty of lousy homilists too. Well, and and that doesn't take right. away. That doesn't take <laughs> doesn't, away from the power it and the no, when significance you see, of the. No, because mass. if they're saying according to the rubrics, everything's being said, then the church is delivering her message, with or without the priest's homily. <laughs> you're going to receive the word in terms of reading scripture. You're going to hear it. Re- the whole mass is replete with references to and things that should keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, not on the other stuff. I mean, it's a game changer. <laughs> I mean, it should be, at least. Anyway, I, we're, I know we're running time, but that, that answer your question times 50? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of the separate section on the Eucharist and the Catechism, it's, uh, I just looked this up here today, I didn't know it off the top of my head. It's 1322 through... Fourteen, nineteen, yeah. So I mean, All go lo- go Eucharist. look at go look at that. I mean, find Ed Ed Shree's book or a DVD or I mean, there, there's. If I can read a book cover to cover, I struggle with reading. I do because I I struggle sitting and being quiet, and I'm like squirrel. You know, I got <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do. You know, we well, had six it, children that yes, you were responsible. Yes, that could have yes, contributed. Yes. I mean, you'll but get you'll get book, back to it. This book was. I like cover to cover, like didn't, miss, I mean, and I'm, and I'm rereading parts of it. I mean, it, it was just, wow. I cannot stress. And, and it's, it was very, it was a simple read. I, you know, I, I, y'all know me. I'm, I'm not the theologian in the group. I'm the, uh, not yet. put, put, put the, put, what's the hey. practicality? Get me, get me the rubber to the road, you know, rubber right. on the road, you know? Um, and it was what's just the cash, it, the, the cash value. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. yeah. The, specific. Yes. So yeah, it was a, it was really, um, it was a great, great study. Robin has said the same thing. She has really, really enjoyed it. And I can see, you know, a change in her when we're at Mass. Yeah. You know, she's... Well, you don't more, want to miss a word. She's like closer you know? to like how I am when I pray the Mass now. She's more, you know, like reverent <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> Robin, we're sorry. Humble. He gets away, he gets, he gets away from us sometimes, Robin. Uh, but, I, but, I, but again, I think they're, they're, the, the excitement, if you just will invest a little bit of time mm-hmm. 
Find the thing. It may not be that book. Yeah. Everybody's a different yeah, connection, yeah. but yeah. but keep looking. Bishop Barron find... has a new mass series out. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. It's yeah, when you find recently. that thing, it'll be something that just I. Th- my experience has been, I've had people recommend books, and I start reading. It just doesn't connect. Yeah, and what yeah. I do, I put it down. I put it put aside. When God has something for you to read, when you find it, it'll be something you have a hard time putting down. Yeah. It'll be something that is going to speak right to you, and that's going to be called grace. So recognize mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Recognize that as for what it is, but go looking for it. I mean, you you're, it's not going to just drop from the sky and, and read itself or listen itself. The proverbial like, Father Cashins, you can't drive a parked car. Right. I mean, do something. <laughs> um but it sounds almost like a Yogi Berraism. Yeah. But that's stolen from somebody anyway, so all of it is. Uh, he has nothing original. Yeah, but nothing original. Hey, another, another thought um, that we can won't take too much time on. Um, I learned the, the other day that for St. Thomas Aquinas, the Eucharist as food for the journey, that that's the, that's the sacrament that, you know, it doesn't, happen to you just one time it happens to you over and over and over that's that sacrament is being um redone on you each time you you know attend mass and receive the eucharist and that it it's that grace and presence of christ that carries you from one day to the next and it gets you from one challenge to your faith hope and love to the next one and, and through that one. And that that's sort of the primary um, aspect of the Eucharist for him. Um, it was it was told to me. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. But I mean... but and, and and we see that aspect, um, that food for the journey aspect in the viaticum that's given to yes. the the sick, the dying, who are means, right, right. Yeah. who are getting ready to go on their their final journey. But talk, just, just kind of reflect on on how it's significant that the Eucharist is that sacrament that isn't just one time. It it's mm-hmm. done over and over. We receive it over. We receive that yeah, sacrament I mean, over and over again. We have our first communion. We have a first reconciliation, a first of everything, but we don't have just a first. We have a second and a fiftieth and a hundredth and a thousandth. What's yeah, I mean, the- I think I don't. I mean, I think part of it is is the idea I will be with you always that Jesus leaves behind. I think that's part of it that he's not that he's going to be walking alongside you, and he promises you not only alongside you, he he's he's coming inside of you for the sake of of strengthening. We have to understand as Catholics that grace. Grace, properly well-disposed person received the grace of Jesus Christ himself entering us in the form of bread and wine gives us an idea that grace can elevate our nature, can bring us, make us capable of doing things that we're incapable of doing separate from that grace. And so the idea that, that we, everybody knows we fail all the time, right? I mean, that's what reconciliation is usually coupled with penance is is coupled with the mass. We go, hopefully you get clean, allow the grace to work. That's constantly saying, hey, we're a work in progress. We're sinners in need of God's grace, but his grace is capable of making that. And he's made himself present for us so that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what problems we find, we can always run back to him like the prodigal son, and then be fed by him, strengthened by him to go back and to start over again. There's a great, that's great to know that you can always start. There's always a, a new beginning. You know, I don't know if that answers your question, but, mm-hmm. but uh, it was, it was more just, I wanted to hear y'all's I don't know just if you have... reflections or thoughts on, on that. Yeah. Well, and I think father, you know, kind of tying the whole family and meal and staying, you know, s- staying with the family. I mean, the most intimate union we have with Jesus is after receiving mm-hmm. communion. And mm-hmm. so, you know, staying for the last blessing, but then even staying beyond that to, to give praise and thanksgiving and, you know, ask for help for whatever your struggles are. I mean, you know, kind of, again, mimics that meal that we want to have as a family to, you know, to stay. I mean, those are, those are intimate 
times um, when yeah. when we can all be together and we're all praying for one another and you know there's something the, like the body I mean the the body of Christ I mean it, you know it's there's something about that the transfiguration I think when he's up on the mountain they let's I want we want to stay here there's a part that wants to stay here but Jesus wants you to stay but then he says okay we got to go back out so I think there's a sense of waiting okay I want to feel like Jesus is strengthening me I'm going to bring everything to him and then I want to go out renewed and say okay Yes, I failed before. I'll fail again. But now I'm strengthened. I want to go back out and do it. The last one, which we didn't get to, um, is presence. But I think that the trick there is to really make an effort to when you are with your children, when you are with your um, wife, with your kids as a family, that you're present in the moment. There's a sense in which mass is is eternity, Every the eternal now. Everything is happening in this moment, being present, I think it's important for us to say, okay, if I'm going to be with my family at a meal, or if I'm going to be with a child as I drive them to work, or if I'm going to drive them to practice, or if I'm going to be with a child here or there, be with my wife, I'm going to be present in that now, not thinking about other things. So that's, a, that's a, I think, a discipline we need to work on, to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm in it now. Which is really hard in our day and age with all of our distractions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So our memory verse for this week is um, from John, um, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And we do have him every week in Mass or every day if we can make it. (laughs) So um, hope you've enjoyed the live show today. And um, remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray parent with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless you. Pray for us. We're praying for you. And he will amaze you. He will. (laughs) God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more on the mystery of parenthood.